Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I always know who to call when I'm looking for a little legal analysis and uh, a little insight into what motion pictures are worth seeing. I'm very pleased to welcome back attorney, political commentator, and film critic, the lovely and talented Debbie Schlussel. Hello, Debbie. Hi, thanks for having me back. It's great to have you back, Debbie. How have you been? Great, thank God. And you? I mean, same, thank God, and uh, everybody's doing great on uh, on our end. Debbie, uh, I want to, there's a lot of uh, films that I'd love for you to, uh, to weigh in on, but uh, obviously I love asking you about politics. I love asking you about legal issues. We have had uh, the Hunter Biden special counsel appointed since last we spoke, and we have seen uh, President Trump indicted again. Now, it seems like President Trump is indicted every other week, and uh, scandal is certainly something not new to Hunter Biden. Biden. But what role do you think these two things will play on the uh, on the election? What do you think the political implications of this will be, Debbie? Well, I don't really think that there are going to be any political implications in terms of will people change their mind on voting for either of these people based on these indictments. Um, I think that people who supported Trump are for Trump. I think these indictments really people who were on the fence, it puts them over to the side of Donald Trump because they're mad that there's all this piling on. I so have it's, to it's, it's, piling a net, on it's a net zero. It's n- nothing. Exactly. The Biden thing and the Trump thing doesn't. Um, what about legally? Do you think President Trump is going to have a tough time with this Georgia case? Some people, even conservatives that are generally pretty supportive of Trump, like Andrew McCarthy, they think this could be the case that's most likely to give him a, uh, a hard time. Well, I, you know, we'll have to see because um, a lot of the Georgia case to me seems like piling on. It seems like it's going after Trump for free speech and the First Amendment. Um, and a lot of lawyers are being charged in this thing. Uh, that really troubles me that lawyers are being, you know, indicted for giving advice and for zealously defending their clients. So I happen to think the case is not that strong. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you know, take a breath. You, you need some water, uh, I mean, I think that's how a lot of people are feeling about this Georgia indictment, uh, making a lot of people just uh, retch and gag. I, I think uh, uh, certainly somebody with your legal acumen, we couldn't blame you for reacting the same way. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that. I really think that uh, it's piling on, as I said, and I don't know that it's as strong of a case as the documents case, I think, is much stronger. And... Um, I, to me, it seems a lot like the Alvin Bragg case. I mean, this is a state prosecutor. It's not a federal prosecutor and she's using elections and a lot of things that seem to me to be federal things along with first amendment issues. Mm. 
Now, listen, I, I am no longer ever supporting Donald Trump for anything. I've said that on this show before. But I do think this one, to me, is very problematic. I think I've listened to the whole phone call, that hour-long phone call that Trump had with Brad Raffensperger in uh, Georgia and that is kind of at the heart of this case. And I thought he was trying to get them to do things. And he was asking them and saying, where are these votes? I need you to find me 11,000, whatever the number was, votes. But I didn't hear him say anything that was criminal, like make up votes, pull them out of of thin air. I mean, I think maybe you could say that that was the implication, but... On the other hand, you could say that this was somebody who was whining. To me, the call seemed just whiny. It di- it didn't sound like right. It didn't was sound saying, criminal, well, right? Yeah. And I just think the whole thing is, like I said, piling on. I think this woman sees everybody else do this. Uh, Fani, whatever her last name is, the prosecutor. She seems like she's just trying to get her time in the sun, her 15 minutes off of this, just like Alvin Bragg did. And to me, I don't think the case is really all that strong as others are saying. And we'll have to see. You know, it all depends on who's in the jury. You know, Georgia is a more conservative state, even though they now have two very far left U.S. senators. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that the uh, Trump defendants, Mark Meadows and others, are so eager to get this state, this case moved from state court to federal court because the the uh, jury pool in the federal district court, as I understand it, would be much more favorable to Trump than the Fulton County jury pool would be to uh, President Trump. Hey, uh, before we get to the movies, though, I have been very eager to ask you about uh, something that's both a movie issue and a legal issue, this blindside saga. You have uh, Sean and Leanne Tui, Leanne Tui, who was played by Sandra Bullock in the movie The Blind Side, and their connection to former NFL star Michael Orr, which inspired that movie. They are planning to enter a consent to uh, a consent order to end a conservatorship that Orr is contesting in court. And there seems to be some very bitter feelings that I think those of us in the public were surprised by in that we viewed this as just one big happy family that they were writing books and making movies about. Have you followed this whole blindside saga? And do you have a take on which side might be telling the truth? So I have followed it. Um, I'm very perplexed by this guy and why Michael Orr and why he would accuse the Tuies of this. So the Tuies who are this fam- white family, and by the way, I just hate the whole racial thing here. And I feel that that's why he's come out with this now is that, you know, it's popular to basically attack white people and say, Oh, look at white people trying to treat back black people Badly, black people are always the victims. White people are always the perpetrators. And that's kind of what is being said here, even though race isn't being brought up. We all know that the Tuies were this white family. They magnanimously took in this um, son of a, his mother was a, was a drug addict. 
And he was basically a homeless kid, basically. And they took him in. They were a very wealthy family. They're very wealthy, the Tuohys. They did not need to take any money from this person, Michael Orr. Beyond that, they they say that they did not make much money. They only made a few thousand dollars off of this movie. And we all know that Hollywood has a lot of creative accounting, so-called, because they try to rip off people who've written books and who've done other things, um, and then they make a movie on it and don't really pay them that much. The, the big money really goes to the stars and to the producer and the director. Uh, that's usually how it works. Um, I, Sandra Bullock played Mrs. Tui in this, in this uh, movie. I thought it was a great story, um, unfortunately, because of the racial makeup of the participants. I think that that's why this has happened. If Michael Orr had a problem with this, I mean, he is a full grown, fully grown adult. He's been out of the NFL for years. And by the way, he made a lot of money in the NFL, and I think he spent it all. And I think now he needs money, and that's why he's done this. I'm willing to cut him a little slack because I do think he's kind of a troubled person. He was brought up by a very troubled woman before the two East took him in. And, and I think there is maybe a little bit something off about him. Plus there are probably some lawyers who, um, you know, kind of took him hostage a little bit and, and moved this beyond his mere false accusation stage. Um, you know, now he's suing them and so on. Um, as far as the conservatorship, my understanding is that they could not have legally adopted him because he was already um, an adult. He was already beyond 18. And in certain states, you can't adopt somebody that's 18. Um, and that's why they did the conservatorship. Um, he knows that there's the word conservatorship that has now become a poisonous word because of Britney Spears. Although I think, you know, as I've told people all along with the whole Britney Spears thing, she's nuts. Um, I never saw any evidence that the father did anything wrong. And now we're seeing how nuts she is. She's getting divorced from what, husband number three or four, I think, um, and, and doing these crazy, stupid dances around a stripper pole online. Um, so he's heard the word conservatorship. He knows that if he puts that out there, everyone's going to think, oh, Britney Spears' dad's stealing from him, and he's basically living on a plantation, and these white, evil white people stole from him. Um, that's why he's doing this. So uh, I, you know, after looking into all this, I really think he's in the wrong. Mm. But like I said, I think he's a troubled person, and I'm willing to cut him slack. Uh, who I'm not going to cut slack to is the lawyers that are doing this. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they could reach some sort of a compromise where Britney Spears' father gets to be in charge of the conservatorship over Michael Orr, and uh, the <laughs> Tuohys get to be in charge of Britney Spears. We'll see how that goes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Um, a lot of films that I want to I want to get your take on. I'm a dog person. I love dogs. There's a film, a comedy film, a comedy adventure film involving dogs, dogs with celebrity voices. What could go wrong? Called Strays. Uh, tell folks about this picture. Is it worth seeing? I personally, it was a little bit way too raunchy and disgusting. It's not even just too dirty, but it's just too gross for me. It's about this dog who has this owner, um, Will Fort, who hates him and doesn't want him. But he keeps coming back. He keeps putting the dog way far away, and the dog keeps finding its way back. So one day he takes him all the way, I think, to California, and the dog is basically homeless, and it meets other strays, and the other strays are trying to help him get back with his owner. Um, parts of it are very, very funny, but just a lot of it is so raunchy. It's just gross. I It really, it has an R rating. It really, to me, is almost like an NC-17. It's just so explicit. And then other parts of it are so sickening. Um, it just, it was not for me. And I did see some people walk out of this movie while I was at the screening. Really? So. Really yeah. uh, interesting. Hey, I am a uh, I am a science fiction fanatic. I love Star Trek. I love uh, Star Wars. I was just talking about aliens a few minutes ago. So I'm a sucker for anything science fiction related. How will I and people of my ilk enjoy landscape with invisible hand? So I'm with you. I love a good sci-fi outer space movie, aliens. I love that stuff, but. I hated this movie. Mm. It's very long and slow and boring. Um, by the way, it's produced by Brad Pitt, and he should probably stay out of the alien business or the sci-fi biz. Um, it's about how years into an invasion of Earth by these weird aliens, um, there's this one family where the son meets this girl that they have he met her in school and he convinced her mother to take them in or his mother to take them in. And they had this plan that these aliens are very interested in human love because they don't have human romantic love. And so they do a televised thing to try and make money. Um, and it's just about all the weird things that happen. And it is weird. I like weird. Sometimes weird is very good and very different in this case, I think weird was just, to me, caused me cognitive dissonance that it was just a little too weird. These aliens are basically these small, slimy things with these hands that they rub together like sand with sandpaper noises before they say anything. And it's very irritating because every time they talk, you hear the sandpaper stuff. Um, and there are just a lot of plot holes. And these little things, I mean, humans can move them around and carry them. I don't understand why they've been cowed into an invasion. I saw nothing in the movie mm. that showed that humans 
would be vulnerable to them. I just hated the movie so much because it was so weird. And like, there's one character marries one of these little slimy, little tiny thing. It just was so weird. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. The, um, maybe horror is more to people's liking than science fiction. Who doesn't love a good horror movie? Well, a lot of people don't. But for people that like horror, there's nothing like the story of Dracula. And there is a film out that's based on uh, Bram Stoker's story. It's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. What is this picture about and how'd you like it? So I love a good horror movie as well. And I love all the Dracula stuff. I did not care for this movie. I I think the previous iteration of this story was starring Bella Lugosi. So I think it was many decades ago. Um, I expected I was going to like this movie. It just, again, was long, slow and boring. Nothing really happened until like maybe the last half an hour to 40 minutes. Um, and it's, the legendary story in Bram Stoker's Dracula about this ship, the Demeter, that um, is off to sea. And there's these evil spirits that basically there's an evil spirit that kills people aboard. And when the ship is found at the beginning of the story, and then there's a flashback to what happened, there's nobody there. Everybody's gone. Um, by the way, there's a lot of very woke casting because in the end, the heroes and the survivors, which really there aren't any, but the, the heroes are a woman and a black man, which was all too cute in terms of woke casting. Um, but the movie was just slow and boring, and I would not pay to see this movie. Unfortunately, I did. Because the screening was at the same time as another screening, and I had to pick, and I went and paid for this movie to see that, and Ugh. it was just not worth it to me. Well, um, a movie that's on Amazon Prime that people could watch if they have Amazon Prime for free, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Uh, I know Uma Thurman is in this. She's uh, certainly an interesting actress. What did uh, what are what are people going to see if they go watch Red, White, and Royal Blue? Well, again, another very woke movie. Uh, Uma Thurman is the president of the United States in this movie, and she has a way over the top Texas accent. Um, and of course, she's a liberal U.S. senator from Texas who's now president, as if that will ever happen. But that's a liberal fantasy. It's also a liberal fantasy that they will turn Texas to be completely blue in the elections and so on. Um, but the main story is that her son is a closeted gay man, and he meets a prince of uh, the prince that's the spare in England who's kind of like a Prince Harry, um, and he is gay also, secretly, and they have a romance. And this was just a very, very bad um, gay Hallmark 
romance <laughs> movie. I mean, I've like I said, I've seen better on on Hallmark or on Lifetime. This was just very cheesy, very liberal, way over the top, and so boring. All right, well, there's, there's, there's got to be something that's at least worth seeing. How about the spy thriller Heart of Stone? Any hope there? Well, it was okay. It's Gal Gadot on Netflix, and right now it's in the top ten movies. It was number one last weekend. She plays the secret agent. I thought it was very convoluted and formulaic, and it wasn't interesting. I I fell asleep so many times watching that movie, um, so it wasn't for me. One thing I want to say is that August is the pet cemetery of bad movies, where <laughs> Hollywood sends bad movies to die a quick death. And I think this month is a very, very good example of that. There are a lot of those. My uh, my neighbor across the street took her two boys to see Haunted Mansion. She felt that uh, it was a little too long, but she she liked it. I'm curious to hear your take on it. I actually thought this was a very cute, fun movie. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was too long. I thought it was very funny. Um, it was very cute. It's about this single mother and her son that inhabit this mansion. Um, and they try to leave, but they can't because these evil spirits follow them wherever they go. So they have to get these spirits out of the mansion. I, I thought it was incredibly cute. Um, it's enjoyable. Um, there are a lot of cameos by big stars, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and some others, and uh, I thought it was fun. I think it's a great family movie, and even for adults who don't have kids, they will enjoy it, but especially if you do have kids and you want something to take your kids to, I thought it was very cute. So the uh, the only thing it sounds like you think is really worth seeing that's out now is The Haunted Mansion. Correct. And one thing I wanted to say also is I did not get the screener yet, but next Friday is the Golda movie about Golda Meir, the heroic prime minister of Israel, one of the first female world leaders, tough as nails. And it's about the 1973 uh, Yom Kippur War. So it will be interesting to see um, if the movie is propaganda against Israel or if it's an accurate story. So oh, I'm all right. Well, you got to keep us posted on that. Yeah. Debbie, I uh, hope you have a good weekend. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? Um, sleep and relaxing. That Those sounds, are always fun to me. Sounds pretty good to me as well. All right, Debbie. We'll chat again soon. Thank you. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.